Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dave. I don't know why I'm talking this way. In this episode, I'll just be replaying one of my recent live streams from YouTube. During these live streams, I take questions from the viewers and it's just a ton of fun. I love interacting with everybody and people always have such great questions and things to say. So I thought it'd be worth sharing on the podcast as well. And if you enjoy this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss more live streams that come up in the future. I try to do them every couple of weeks and it's just a ton of fun. Hope to see you there and enjoy the episode. Well, hey everybody, uh, welcome back to my channel. We are live at a different time of day today. I thought I'd give something new a try. I typically go live later in the day at like, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock when my kids go to bed. But I've had some complaints that there's people around the world that, uh, you know, different time zones and stuff. So trying something new today. Uh, if you're joining me, go ahead and uh, chime off in the chat. Let me know where you're coming from. Uh, if you've got any questions for me or, you know, about fitness tech or even about the brand new Garmin venue that I posted a video about today, I'd love to talk to you. So um, this live stream is really just a little personal celebration. I don't even know if anyone's watching yet. Is anyone out there? Oh yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got some people. We've got some people watching. Uh, so this is just a little personal celebration um, because uh, this morning I woke up and I looked at my phone and wouldn't you know that my channel Chase the Summit hit thirty thousand subscribers, which is just totally like I can't. I can't even wrap my head around 30,000 people wanting to look at this on a regular basis. So um, this is really just to thank you guys, the the subscribers of the Chase the Summit channel, the people who have bought the hats, the stickers, people who send me the DMs on Instagram and the emails and all the kind words that have kind of flourished in from YouTube. Um, it's been a trip, man. Uh, you know, like there's so much conversation out there about like the negatives, the negative aspects of a lot of social media. And I think YouTube could be lumped into that, but I gotta say like my experience on YouTube as a whole has been pretty positive. Everyone's generally been just like super nice and super supportive. Like my, my troll level in the comments is pretty minuscule. So I want to thank you all for that. Thank you for, for commenting, subscribing, uh, the thumbs ups, doing all the things that that help this channel grow um, and help me kind of grow as a person. Because when I started this thing, I definitely wasn't a camera person. I didn't like to stick my face in front of the lens and and talk. And now here I am talking to uh, to people live on the internet. <laughs> How times change, I guess. Uh, we've got a bunch of people in the chat already. Awesome. Uh, we got Ryan Clayton joining. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining. Uh, if you haven't checked out his channel, make sure you do that. Uh, we've got JPD, a Dave live stream. Congrats on 30K from Vancouver, BC. Awesome. Thanks for joining, JPD. Uh, we've got Brandon. Whoop, I hit it, and then I showed it, then I hit it. There we go. Brandon Cam. Uh, congrats on the amazing milestone. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Ryan Tiermate. Uh, hey, from Brooklyn. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Hi, from Germany. Thanks for joining, Andreas. Uh, chiming in from Halifax. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Congrats, David, from Italy. Awesome. You're the demographic I was looking for today because of this new time slot I've got the live stream going on at. Uh, by the way, if everything looks okay and sounds okay, let me know. Um, I'm using a little bit of a different audio setup today. I want to make sure I sound great. Uh, you know, my lips are in sync with the video and everything. <laughs> uh, congratulations from Miss Sassy. Thank you for joining. Minnesota, Georgia, Germany. Awesome. 
another everyday runner. Awesome. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, we've got Montreal in the house. We got Matt Legrand in the house, another YouTuber. Go check him out. Actually, we just uh, did a live stream a couple weeks ago. So after you watch this, go back and watch that one because that was a ton of fun. And we've got C. Chad Run. Uh, thanks for joining, Chad. Josie's in the house. Thanks for joining, Josie. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike Benson, enjoying this live stream from a treadmill. Awesome. I do that all the time with, I don't know if you guys know Kafuzi. I'm sure you do. Mike Coe, he was on my live stream a little while ago. And his live stream's at 4 o'clock every day. He does a daily live stream. And every day, I always end up on the treadmill around that time, and I end up watching some of his live stream, or I replay it. So I can relate. It's, it's nice to, the long-form conversation's kind of nice on a treadmill. Either that or, like, really intense, aggressive music. <laughs> That's where I find myself, at least. Uh, finally, I'm awake. <laughs> awesome channel, Dave. Thanks. Uh, let me try to pronounce your name. You messaged me on Instagram a couple of times. Tujorn? Am I doing that right? I'm, I'm not good at, at names. But uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And I'm glad another person um, that was able to join because of the different time slot. That's good to hear. Congrats on 30K. Thanks, Chad. Matt Legrand also in the house. He sure is the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> uh, great channel best for future from Switzerland awesome thanks for joining uh, Costa Rica awesome uh, sound is perfect thank you Andreas hi from wow look at that name Macedonia I, I can't say the first part scope scope sco, scofi scopechi <laughs> uh, Macedonia that's awesome congrats Mr. Dave thank you Mr. Uh, Arian sound is perfect thanks Simon appreciate it Iraq. Awesome. Thanks for joining all around the world. Cold in Norway. We've got Ultra Trail, Ultra Trail Steven. Congrats on 30K. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Go check out his channel as well. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, this is just a quick live stream today. I wanted to thank everybody in person that's, um, you know, been around the channel for a while. And I've been doing the, the milestone live stream. So, the next time might be 40k i don't know <laughs> i can't believe this channel has gone so far uh because when i started this it was like a little bit of a social experiment like i was i'm pretty intro i still am pretty introverted so um i never really liked being in front of the camera recording myself uh it was never something that came naturally to me so doing this was really outside of my comfort zone but I'm all about pushing the comfort zone, and that's kind of what led me into ultra marathons and all the different things I do, you know, ice climbing, all these weird things are all about pushing boundaries and kind of like getting myself out there, doing something totally different. So one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn on the camera because I like cameras. I'm into all the, if you can't tell, I mean, look around. I got this fancy microphone and everything. I like all the tech that goes into to making videos. So I thought I'd try it, and I've got like a hard drive full of videos that I never posted. I think I've got a Garmin 400 945 video that I, a full length video, like all edited and it just never got posted because I was like, nope, I'm out, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so um, that was like one of the first ones. And I like to look back at that because it's so, so cringeworthy to look at myself doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, so another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the hats, okay? So I talk about my stinking hat all the time on these live streams, but guess what? I sold out. So I guess I'll stop talking about them, but I'm pretty stoked. I want to thank everybody who bought a hat. I bought like quadruple the amount I thought I would need 
uh, from Boko initially. And I, I was like, uh, maybe I'll buy this many. And then I ended up doubling it. And then the pre-orders came in. And I ended up doubling it again. So I ended up selling way more than anticipated. And there's a bunch of you out there walking around with this the hat on, which is awesome. And I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully you're wearing it. Hopefully you're wearing it. It's not just like hanging on your wall somewhere. Hope you're, hope you're all getting some use out of the hats. And uh, all, all I'm looking forward to is like, I know a lot sold in my like general vicinity, like in the New England area. Um, and it would be awesome if I got to a race one day and saw some of my hats around. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, definitely would be the high five situation there. <laughs> uh, okay, we got uh, Seth Acton in the house. Hey man, just jumping in to say congrats, Dave. Thanks, I appreciate that. Oh man, you're in Acadia right now? You stinker. Acadia is a beautiful place up in Maine. Um, it's like one of the rare places for people who don't know where um, the mountains kind of drop off a cliff literally into the ocean. And, you know, you can be at a really high point and there's like these vertical cliffs that go right straight down to the ocean. It's just a incredibly beautiful place here in New England. I've actually never been, but I've seen pictures. I need to get up there, though. Um, there's a lot of great hiking and trail running up there. Uh, we've got Martin L in the house from Germany. Awesome. Thank you so much, Martin. Uh, we've got Mike Benson in the house. Love the Garmin Venue 2 review. Seems like a solid option. Yeah, I actually got it right here. I want to talk about this a little bit too, because there's a lot going on with this thing. That's not just, it's not just this watch. It's kind of like a foreshadowing of what's coming from Garmin. I think I don't have any insider knowledge, like I said, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of new tech in the venue that I think is going to change the, the, the landscape moving forward on Garmin devices. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, we've got Jaden uh, Fedok in the house. Uh, congrats on 30K. Well-deserved. Thank you so much. You know what? I've been watching your channel more and more lately uh, on the Whoop Band. I actually, I've been testing out a Whoop Band for, for a few weeks now. And I was doing some, you know, kind of research and I came across your channel. So if you guys are interested in a whoop band, check out uh, Jaden's channel. He's got a lot of great information on that. Uh, C. Chad Run, honestly, your channel deserves to be even bigger. Great filming, editing, music, and storytelling. Thanks, man. That That's that's really awesome. Thank that. That means a lot to me. I uh, need to get a hat. Killer design. Well, I'm sold out. But honestly, I think I'm going to post a poll. I, I really want to get more. The problem is that they're, for me, it's like a, it's a pretty big financial investment to, to order a bulk of them because they are like nice, the actual product from Boco, which is my favorite brand. Um, I actually have, I have to buy them as if I was a retailer. So I have to buy a pretty big quantity and that comes out of my pocket. Um, so I'll gauge interest. Maybe I'll put a poll up and we'll see how many people are interested. I still, I don't just wear this for camera. I wear this thing like on every run. I actually kept two for myself. I have one. Uh, that I can wear on camera so it's not all sweaty and dirty. And then I got one that's pretty ratty uh, because I've been wearing it all the time for running. Uh, hi, Dave. Hey, G-Ed, another member. Oh, I got to mention the members. Thanks for the reminder, G-Ed. Uh, I really, I've, I'm a slacker, but I've got this great group of people that have been backing me. Let me, let me bring it up. Hang on. Uh, yeah, so there's this great group of people that I threw up the membership option on the channel a little while ago, and it's something I kind of passively put up there as an option to help support the channel. If you don't know what memberships is, basically any creator, not just me, 
if you see a little join button on their their page, like I know Ryan Clayton has it, um, you can financially support your favorite creators. And it's, it could just be a couple of bucks and it could be a little bit more. But the benefit is like a lot of us rely on the ad revenue from all the advertisements and stuff on YouTube. Uh, but by being a member, you're just directly, you know, helping out that creator rather than just uh, watching their videos. And so I want to mention a few people that are helping me out. There's more now. So I'll start with Bryce Norton Henley, who is my first member ever. Uh, we've got Pedro, Dale, Kate Gelato, Every Step You Climb, G. Ed, who's in the chat right now, Val Clev, Koki, uh, Matt Lindstrom, Marius, Matt, Barb, Kiefer. He's been in the uh, comments of the videos all the time, and I appreciate that. Christian Havadam. Uh, Chris Drysdale, Morgan Fletcher, and Doc Willie. There's a lot more, but I'm just going to mention those for now. If you want to help support me, uh, hit the join button. And just to, as a reminder for people who watch, if you watch a creator all the time, like, and you just love their content, not just me, but anybody, you know, consider it because it does help them out. And, you know, it's a great way of, of saying you care for the, for the people that you watch. <laughs> uh, okay. Who else we got? Congrats, man. Uh, continue the, the good work. I like your natural way you explain things and present your reviews from Dominican Republic. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Uh, greetings to all the runners out there. Greetings, all runners. I uh, hope they bring beautiful screen to one of the new forerunners. Oh, man, I know. That's the thing. I'll show you the overhead. Do the overhead. Um, so that's the thing about this. Oh, man, I, I left my camera in like the flat picture profile. So you guys are going to have to deal with that. <laughs> I'm not going to fix it right now. You can you get the idea. But yeah, that's the whole thing with this venue. It's just the screen is so beautiful on it. And the really nice thing about this is how quick. Let me zoom in a little bit more. That's out. This is in the the thing about the venue is like how the venue too rather is how responsive is it? It is. If I scroll, it feels like an Apple watch, you know, everything's very smooth on this. It's a lot different than what, what you're used to from a Garmin, especially like if you're coming from even the widgets, like, look at that, look how slick that is. But even the widgets, um, if you come from something like a Phoenix or a forerunner, you always see, you always have like, sometimes you click a button and it can take a second to kind of jerk to the next setting or the next uh, widget or whatever. And this is just kind of like a game changer. Uh, what's really special about this, the venue two, I think is, uh, the, the fact that it's not terrible battery life. Typically you get something like an Apple watch. I got one over here. You get an Apple watch and these things, you know, they're great. They're super smooth and fluid, but they're just battery hogs. And if you're an ultra runner or triathlon or whoever, um, that battery life can just be a bummer when you, every day you're charging or, you know, maybe one day you forget to charge and it dies in the middle of your run. I'm not a big fan of that. So I, I, they're really doing something special with this venue. It brings a lot to the table. And I'm just stoked with what they're going to do with all this tech, specifically on the back, that new heart rate sensor that they put in there. Uh, the, there's two little LEDs in the middle, and then they've got these four emitters around, or receivers rather, around the uh, perimeter. And if you look at something like, I covered this in the video, but I'm I'm going to talk about it anyways. Here's a Garmin 9945, and this is the old heart rate sensor. And you can see the new one's even a little bit smaller in diameter. Um, so, yeah, just super, super exciting stuff what they're doing there. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they bring a lot of this to the, you know, the Phoenix maybe. That would be – like imagine a Phoenix with a crazy um, vibrant display. That would be crazy. 
and that's what I'm excited about. Hopefully something like that happens. Yeah. So thanks, Alexander Martin. I really went off on a tangent on that. <laughs> uh, here we go. Peter from the Philippine. Congrats on 30K. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Uh, Matt Legrand, these are my favorite types of hats. I'm also a huge fan of Boko hats. Me too, man. I think all the ones on my wall back here, these are all Boko uh, from various races and stuff. I actually learned about them because one of my favorite local races, they had the option to buy a hat at the finish line. And um, I just, once I put it on, I was like, yeah, this is the hat for me. This is the one I want to wear for, for a while. Uh, from Slovakia. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Uh, Fick your hunter. I think you need to get another job. You clearly have too much free time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I just, my life is just full of free time right now. <laughs> uh, ultra trail, Steven. Yeah. The display is nice. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Dave, man of many watches. I, yeah, yeah. I got this box. I, I think I've showed this before. Here's my box. So this is my, the box I, I drive, I drive to and from my office with. I just throw this in my backpack and literally <laughs> like every watch, you get the 945, you get the, uh, the polar grid X and there's, I put layers of fabric in here so I don't scratch anything, but yeah, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a problem if you want to call it that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a watch hoarder at this point. <laughs> One watch that's pretty cool. I just picked this up uh, a couple of days ago. This is the Amazfit T-Rex. I might do a video on this, but I might as well talk about it real quick in this too. This is the Amazfit T-Rex Pro actually. And what's what's cool about this is it's kind of like, I mean, it's got a, kind of like the Garmin Venue where it's got this really nice uh, display. It's also really responsive. Like, look at that. Really slick. You can kind of, you know, go through all your widgets and stuff and you get your weather on here. And you can also swipe to the right and go into all these different settings in here. It's a really slick uh, interface, and it's got a crap load of activities. There's, I think there's over 100 on here, you know, outdoor running all the way down to, I mean, I'm not going to list them all, but there's a lot, <laughs> even like skiing and snowboarding and stuff. And it's all built into this really rugged kind of tanky case for, guess what, 180 bucks. That's kind of surprising, right? You're looking at the Garmin venue at 400 bucks and then you got this little, you know, <laughs> Fit T-Rex Pro for 180 bucks. Yeah, it's a weird name. And yeah, the, uh, the, the case is a little aggressive. You know, it's a, it's a pretty uh, Casio, you know, it's kind of a G-Shock looking case, but it's kind of cool for the money. I've only had it for a couple of days, so I'm not going to comment on accuracy and stuff, but it's been kind of a fun little um, you know, I actually bought it when I didn't even reach out to him. I just bought it because I wanted to be able to, you know, trash it if it's totally trash. <laughs> but so far it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So stay tuned for a review on that. Uh, let's see. I'm curious about that heart rate monitor visibility and visibility in direct sunlight. Yeah. In my video, I do talk about the visibility in direct sunlight and it's okay. I mean, it's as good as like the Apple Watch is. The Apple Watch gets by because of its like, I think it's like a thousand nits of brightness or something, but it's not like, it's not like a Phoenix or a Forerunner. You really, you get, it's got to be at max brightness. And when you have it at max brightness, it does really cripple the battery life. Uh, it does have an ambient light sensor, so it'll boost it up automatically, but it's, um, yeah, it's not perfect. It's pretty good though. It's better than like, um, I don't know if you tried the Garmin Venue SQ or, 
the other LCD watches that aren't OLED. The OLED ones are pretty punchy, so it, it can cut through. Like the Suunto 7 has a pretty good display. So, you know, it's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. I think it's as good as you're going to get without having the memory and pixel display like a Phoenix or whatever. Uh, we've got a question here. What from noon, <clears throat> what new feature do you think would be great to have in a GPS watch, but doesn't exist yet? That's a great question. Um, let's think. I've thought, I've thought about this before. I'm going I'm to throw one out there that it's going to sound kind of off the wall, but like a lot of time we're focusing on battery life. Um, you know, a lot of decisions come down to battery life, especially with these OLED watches. What if they had like a, an accessory that could be like batteries in your watch band. <laughs> and so you could like wear this, uh, this extra watch band with like maybe a little brick near the watch itself that could give you like an extra 10 hour boost or something. I think that would be cool. Like a modular design where you don't always need, like if you're signed up for an ultra marathon, you could put that strap on and get that boost in battery life. And maybe the electrical terminals go through the band, like into the, you know, it goes through the band connection to the watch. That would be interesting. It's kind of a sideways idea, but, um, you know, I work in mechanical engineering, so I think about these things. Uh, I think the other thing I want to see across the board in all the manufacturers is uh, the adoption of running power. I know Coros, Polar, um, you know, Stride, Garmin to some extent if you have the accessory for it, but I'd love to see the whole industry adopt running power as a real metric and standardize on it. You know, because right now it's kind of the wild west. If you buy a Garmin and use the run the HRM HRM Pro chest strap, and you try to compare that data to the Stride uh, foot pod, they're totally different. Even though the lines look the same, the trim lines, the actual numbers are just wildly different. So it'd be cool to see them standardize on that, and then you know have it roll out. Everybody support it. Make it like kind of like Bluetooth. You know, everybody needs running power. I like it. I think it's a really cool metric. Um, and it's something not everyone's doing yet. So I think that it's already there, so it's not nothing new, but I think that would be cool to see come out across the board. I also like, um, I'm going to mention, was it TickWatch? So they made the TickWatch Pro 3 GPS and they did something really unique with that watch in that I have one here. I'm not going to dig it out, but there's a dual, they have a dual layer LCD uh, so they've got that low power display, like a Phoenix or whatever. And then underneath that, they've got the OLED display that punches through that other display. So they get the best of both worlds. You get a long battery life. And when you need it, you can trigger that really vibrant display. I think that's really cool tech. And it would be cool to see that come out to other brands. They probably have some sort of license on it or like, um, you know, copyright or trademark or whatever. But uh, it would be cool to see someone else innovate in that space. I think a lot of the innovation we're going to see moving forward is going to be based around um, the display technology because people like I'm more and more in my comments. I see people complaining like, why does my Garmin have such bad colors? Why doesn't it look like my Apple watch? You know, I think that's going to be the thing a lot of marketing is going to trend towards. So we're going to see a lot of innovation in the space of like actual displays. That's my, my thought at least, you know, maybe. Uh, congratulations, uh, just south of you in Lexington. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm not far from Lexington. I used to live in Billerica, which is like, um, you know, right next door to Lexington. You've got the, uh, what is the running store downtown there? Uh, 
not marathon, Jackrabbit. Is it Jackrabbit downtown? Shout out to Jackrabbit, uh, the running store. It's like a mom and pop local place. Uh, you're going on all, when you're going on an all day trail run, what's your go-to watch? That's going to depend if I'm trail running, if I'm in an ultra or if I'm uh, going into like the backcountry in the mountains, I think moving forward for ultra running, uh, like actual, uh, race course with, you know, support and aid stations and everything. I think my go-to is going to be the Garmin Enduro from now on, because that thing is just crazy with the battery life. You just don't even need to think about it. It's going to last forever. So the Enduro is like a really solid option for, for race day. But if I might go up into the mountains, I'd probably reach for the 945 or Phoenix 6. They're kind of the same um, because they still have great battery life, but they also have the maps. And the maps, for me, are really valuable. I know a lot of people don't care about them. You know, it's like what I say in a lot of my, a lot of people comment, like, what's the best GPS watch? And it doesn't, I can't tell you that because for what's right for me, may not be right for you. And I find a lot of value in the, the maps where a lot of people just don't care <laughs> about the maps. So yeah, uh, you know, I'd probably reach for the Phoenix six for backcountry, mountain hiking, things like that. And then on race day, I'd go with a Garmin Enduro or maybe the Coros Vertex or Apex Pro. Those are also great options. There's, you know, I just mentioned like six watches and you wanted one answer. I don't know. There's too many good options right now. <laughs> It's hard to make a mistake in the landscape right now. I like the new venue, uh, but I just got the 935 because, you know, the buttons. I do know. And that is a minor complaint. The th What I have found with the venue, too, uh, I actually noticed it last night. I was in the, the shower, and I was able to actually scroll a text message pretty pretty well on the screen. They're doing some magic with, you know, re uh, water rejection or whatever. And actually, it was picking up. Touch is pretty good, but yeah, I still like buttons. Um, you know, I'm old school. Like right now I'm wearing the Phoenix, uh, 6S right now. It's kind of been my go-to because I love the band, <laughs> but yeah, buttons are just great. You don't have to worry about accidentally hitting the screen. You know, it's just going to work when you click it. It's just super reliable. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still big on buttons too. In the 935 is a killer deal right now you get it like i think um play better had it for 399 with the like two with the bundle so you got two heart rate straps and the watch and all these accessories for 399 if you bought that you could actually take all the accessories dump them on ebay and probably get the watch for like i don't know 250 or something that's crazy crazy talk uh but yeah thanks for your question or you know thanks for your comment <laughs> Uh, Matt Legrand, does that watch have a tri mode in open water swimming? The, are you talking about the Amazfit T-Rex? Yes, it does. It does have a tri mode and it does have open water swimming. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Des over at Desfit is doing a review on this too. I bought one and then the next day I saw in his story that he had one. So <laughs> it looks like we're going to have similar videos coming out soon. So he'll probably cover that, um, He'll probably cover that swimming topic for you. Keep up the awesome work. You should be on on 300,000 subs. Wow, that's crazy. Can you talk about your setup, please? Or talk through your setup, please? Yeah, sure. That would be cool. Um, I don't know how to do it. Let's see. Maybe I could... Yeah, let's do this. Hang on. We're going to look at my setup. I'm going to use my overhead camera. Sacrificial. 
see if we can make this work. Take it off the tripod, zoom out. <laughs> this kind of works. Can you see me? You can see me. All right, so here's what I'm looking at. If you're curious about my uh, my camera, you know, audio setup. Uh, so up front here, oh man, I got a mic stand in the way. Let me move that so we can see the camera. There it is. Yeah, so that's the uh, Sony FX3. That's a cinema camera. I've got a Rode microphone on top of it. That's kind of like scratch audio. And if you see me staring down below the camera all the time, this is what's to blame. That's a little monitor I can see myself in. Um, <laughs> it helps me frame my shots. And then down here, we've got the ATEM mini camera switcher, which I, I can switch back and forth, which is cool, between my cameras. Over here, I've got the um, Elgato Stream Deck. This is a little device that lets me trigger different scenes, like my intro, outro, and all that. And then over here, I've got a Zoom PodTrack uh, P8 audio interface and podcast recorder, which is pretty handy for the things I do. Over here is my MacBook Pro M1. And then I've got a big monitor up here. Whoa, look at that effect. And if you look over here, those are all your comments. That's how I'm reading them. I use software called Ecamm Live, which is really handy for this kind of stuff. It, it allows you to bring the comments up on screen and stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and mount that camera back up there and we're back there. Wow, I did that without unplugging or breaking anything. I can't believe it. I hope that helped. Um, if you have any particular questions about the setup, let me know. I take a lot of pride in this whole <laughs> thing. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for the question. Uh, just saw a few of your 100 mile vlogs. Are you going to do another? I'm signed up for my first in October. Awesome. Yeah, so I've got two two on the calendar right now. I've got one in July, uh, the Vermont 100. You probably saw our video about that. I was there in 2019. I didn't finish that race. I had to drop at mile 45 from uh, severe heat exhaustion. I ended up with um, rhabdo, was it rhabdomyolysis, rhabdomilio? I forget how you say it. Basically, it's like um, a kidney problem. It's really bad. You can die from it. So I, I'm glad I quit the race. Uh, so that was a that was a terrible. That was a that one really bad. So I'm I'm going back this year in July. Hopefully it's not hot out. The thing about that race is they keep sending out like these warnings, like something anything could happen, and I'm really nervous that they're going to cancel. But so far, still on. And then my other race that I've got on the calendar still is uh, the Mid State Massive 100. That's here in Massachusetts. I also ran that back in 2019. And I was signed up for uh, the 2020 race, which actually did happen, but I ended up injuring my sacral iliac joint in my lower back. So I ended up having to defer. Um, so I'll be back this year to, uh, to run that one again. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I ran 100, so I got to really up, up my distance. Uh, lately, I've been upping my volume a lot, but I really need to get in like solid, really long runs. I want to start, you know, Sundays doing like a 50k or something, maybe you know, a couple of times a month. <laughs> uh, I gotta get up there because my long runs are pretty short these days. But good luck at your 100s. Uh, Matt Legrand, 180 bucks for the T Rex or 200 for the piece. Yeah, that's actually, I was thinking about that. Um, when I was playing with it yesterday, uh, there's a lot that the pace has that that the T Rex Pro doesn't have. It doesn't have running power. It doesn't have the ability to pair with a device for running power like the um, stride pod. So, yeah, I think there's still advantages to the pace, but there's advantages to this too. 
it's kind of like a give and take. But they're both really cool, and they're both great uh, values, I think. But, you know, that's still to be determined. Like I said, I'm still, I'm still reviewing this thing. One really annoying thing I found on this is that you cannot export a FIT file or a GPX file directly from the watch or through the app. You have to sync with Strava or else you just can't get your data. That's super annoying. <laughs> I ran on the treadmill yesterday and I was like, wait, I can't get the, the, tread, the data out? Like I can see it on the watch. I can see it in the app, but I can't export it to analyze it. Just super frustrating. Hugo Barreto, uh, hello, I review GPS watches too in Portugal. Just to let you know that you have a great channel. Keep up the good work. Awesome, Hugo. I'll have to check out your channel. Um, I'll I'll try to I'll try to follow along, even though I can't speak Portuguese. <laughs> uh, Matt, but none of the infrastructure. Yeah, I think that's probably there is in, there is actually an infrastructure though. Amazefoot does have a really popular watch. They're actually a lot more popular overseas than they are in America. Uh, but they have one called the Amazfit BIP, which is a little square Apple watch looking thing that has like two months of battery life and has a GPS on board and all these little things. And it's only like $69, which is crazy talk. But, um, yeah, that, that really launched them. That became a very popular watch overseas. I think it's pretty popular here too. So they do have an infrastructure. They do have a really nice app. They actually have all of the uh, VO2 max and, uh, you know, training load and all that is licensed from First Beat. And First Beat is the same company that licenses stuff to Garmin. So they theoretically have the same quality of stats that you can get from a Garmin Forerunner or Phoenix, but in, you know, this kind of body. Again, to be determined, I'm still working on that review. So, you know, it might be a viable option. And they do have a lot of other watches, like the Stratos was a pretty cool watch. I, I reviewed that years ago. And it's actually a written blog review on chasethesummit.com. But that was a really cool watch, too. Uh, Cla Claudio Brito. Hello, what do you recommend for running with a lot of cushion? I'm getting runner's knee from my Nike, my Nike Freeze. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to recommend shoes that would potentially not work for you. But I can say that the, I don't know what kind of, foot shape you have, what kind of stack, you know, offset you like. I've been trying out the Hoka uh, One One Clifton 7s, and I actually have the Clifton 8s coming in the mail soon, so I'll be checking those out. And those have been really pretty comfy. Um, that big marshmallow midsole they put in there is just, <laughs> it's pretty pretty nice for a guy who's been running in pretty minimalist shoes for a while. Uh, also, the Ultra Olympus Olympus uh, is pretty nice too. It's really cushioned. I don't know of a whole other, a whole bunch of other maximal issues, but there's a bunch out there. Those are the two that come to mind. I would check out. Um, congrats, regards from Mexico City. Thank you so much. Agreed. Standardized metrics would be awesome. Yes, they need to do that because that's such a big complaint about running power. Everyone's doing it differently, so why can't we just like? I know they're all fighting for the same market but wouldn't it help everybody if they if there was like a gold standard i think stride should really take that on they should be the leaders and be like here's the standard you should all follow it because that's kind of their thing uh standardizing standardizing running power is going to be tricky because it's algorithm yeah no i agree 
I just think we need to pick a number. <laughs> like, take a bunch of athletes, put a bunch of sensors on them, throw them on a treadmill, and try to decide what 200 watts should look like. And then everybody should try to copy that as best they can. I mean, look at Koros and Stride. If you, if you run with a Koros, I'm trying to grab one, don't have one handy. But if you run with a Koros uh, Pace 2, for instance, and then you run with the Stride Pod, they're really similar. Like the, the Stride will look a little different, but like generally the numbers are, are very close. And that's, I think, the direction we need to push towards. Because as it stands, if you're like a Polar user, but then you buy a Stride Pod, like you might as well just stop using the Polar data because they don't match at all. But if you have a Stride Pod and you buy a Coros Watch, you can kind of use both in a pinch. Like if you're on vacation and you forgot your Stride Pod at home, you can still get by with the uh, with the onboard metrics on the Coros because it's, you know, within the realm of being the same. Uh, Claudia, I have the same issues. I love Brooks shoes. That's a good, yeah. Uh, you get 90 days to try them as well. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know about that. I've made the mistake way too many times where I buy a shoe, I put it on, I walk around my house thinking, okay, I'm not going to destroy this thing yet because I want to be able to return it if it doesn't work. But then I end up uh, saying, okay, this is comfortable. And then I go for a 10 mile run and I trash them. And then I trash my feet <laughs> and it's past the return period now that I, I totally beat the crap out of the shoe. So yeah, smart move. Uh, 90 days to return them if they don't work out. I also, yeah, definitely like walk around your house, ideally even maybe an indoor track. You could get a little jog on and see if, how your feet feel in them. But yeah, shoes are so hard. Like, I want to do more shoe stuff on this channel. I'm just, I feel like I'm the the wrong person <laughs> to talk about shoes because my feet are so weird. I've got like a really weird, like a wide forefoot, midfoot, like, you know, our shoes kind of like, let me try to do this. Your shoes are this shape. Right here, I've got a bone that kind of like sticks out and that bone, it makes it so hard to find well-fitting shoes. Ultras work pretty well for me, but like the main problem I've run into with ultras is that they just wear out too quick. And I think it's because of that bone, because it's like applying too much pressure on the upper in that area. And that part of the shoe just blows out. So yeah, struggle's real. It's really a thing. A lot of conversation in here about uh, stride running power. My training has been game changing. Yeah. I use Stride uh, for running power in my training. It's been game-changing for me, and I hope Garmin gets native run power support soon. They actually do support Stride. You just need to uh, download the, the the widget for your for your watch. Um, it works pretty well, actually, and you can get the workouts on a Garmin, too. Uh, it's I don't know, you know, I, what's the difference between native and non-native? I guess native just means it comes up with it out of the box, like a Koros, and non-native means you have to, like, download an app for it. But Garmin works. Uh, I've used it a lot. Really no issues. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Jackrabbit. Lexington, Mass. Check them out. Fun little store. Uh, La, La, La Octor. Octor. Congratulations. More power to your channel. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Congrats on 30K. I just found your channel within the last day or so. Uh, do you have a number one tip for someone preparing to run a 100 miler? Hmm. Yeah. Here's my number one tip. Uh, run if you're, if, if it's your first hundred or first, uh, big ultra, 
I actually made a video as a little vlog. I was talking about five tips for your first ultra. I think the one thing I wish I knew early is to just run your own race. Don't compare yourself to the guy next to you at the starting line. Don't try to keep up with people um, in like a certain group. Maybe you feel like they're going faster and you're not going to make the cutoff time. Uh, really focus on you, your, how you're feeling, what pace is realistic to you, and then try to stick to that. If I knew that, it would have been a game changer because at my first few ultras, I was like, I'm competitive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be top 10 here. And uh, yeah, that's a great way to blow up. <laughs> so just run your own race and hydrate and eat a lot and find food that works for your stomach because not all foods are equal in terms of like being gut bombs. <laughs> Hope that helps. Congrats from DC. What's your go-to uh, road shoe and trail shoe? I just talked a little bit about shoes. Uh, right now, my, well, for a long time, I've been wearing on the trail, the ultra lone peak. I think I started with the lone peak 1.5. I forget what year that was. It was a long time ago. And now they're up to the lone peak 5.0, which I posted a video about a couple or maybe a month ago. Uh, and the 5.0 has been awesome, but you know, my, my problem with ultra is that their durability hasn't been great for me. I've been typically getting like three hundred miles max out of a shoe and sometimes even less, sometimes 150, uh, because the sides, the old, the, the upper material on all of the ultra shoes that I've tried blows out, just rips. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm tightening my shoes too wrong. My shoes, my feet are very comfortable in these shoes. So I, I feel like it's not a problem with my foot or the fit. It's really a problem with the durability of the shoe. But, you know, I continue to wear the ultra lone peak, um, because I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of discomfort or uh, a little bit of durability issues for comfort. And, you know, I ran a hundred miles, a couple of a hundred milers with the ultra lone peak. And I walked away, never taking my shoes off once, never doing a sock change, um, nothing like that. And I didn't have any blisters at the end of the race. So that to me tells me it's the right shoe for my feet. As in terms of road shoes, uh, I've actually just started wearing Hoka One One Clifton 7s. And I've got the Clifton 8s in the mail. I also wear the Ultra Escalante, uh, the Ultra Torin. Um, but like I said, I've had durability issues with both of those. Ultra actually replaced my Escalantes with a brand new pair. And those ripped. So <laughs> I think I need to find a new brand. Um, I, I love their shoes. They're just super comfortable for me. But I've just been running into issues, um, you know, with the durability. Hope that helps. Jacob, thanks for, thanks for chiming in. Uh, Dirty Bird Charlie Tango Sierra. We've got no eyes on the eagle. <laughs> so our our friend Kiefer here is our uh, local advocate for the Garmin Foreigner 955 release, and he's commented on every recent video I've posted about a different watch, asking where the 955 is. I'm gonna make it loud and clear, Kiefer. I've got no, I've got no explanation. I don't know where the 955 is. It's coming, man. Um, you know, eventually. I think. You know, maybe, maybe late, you know, uh, May, June, you know, if you look at the 945, that released in May and I think Garmin does like two and a half year releases. So it might be later on this year and who knows what the, you know, state of the world in 2020 did to their projected release dates. They might've pushed things out, but I do think the venue two has opened the floodgates for Garmin and we're going to be seeing 
uh, more and more from them. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope I hope I still continue to uh, get to test them out because this one was a lot of fun. Uh, Marvin Heg Ginger He Ginger Heg 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 Ginger. I don't know. Marvin, I'll call you Marvin. <clears throat> um, var- venue two versus the the rest of the world. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, a lot of people commented in the venue. Uh, video saying like, well, what about this against the Phoenix or this against like a Coros Vertex or um, the Peace 2 or whatever. And really, you got to think the venue is a very specific kind of watch. It's really not a replacement for, uh, you know, your typical sports watch. It's more of a replacement for something like an Apple watch that I have here um, because it's it's really, it's lacking triathlon mode uh it's you know it's it's touch screen it's not fully button controlled uh it doesn't have all the activities you find on a phoenix model or even like some of the koros models so there is a lot that can be gained in other watches i do like the venue 2 a lot it doesn't have the best battery life if you're looking holistically like at the the whole landscape of watches right now the the venue 2 doesn't have great battery life compared to something like um you know phoenix 6 you got two weeks of battery life. You got 11 days, 10 days, probably less if you turn up the brightness. And you get 22 hours of GPS on time with the Venue 2, whereas on a Enduro or a Phoenix 6, you're going to get just way more than that. So it's a, it's a give and take. The big uh, star of the show with the Venue 2 is going to be that awesome display. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a good looking. And that, act, that um, live wallpaper, I don't know if you can see it. Let me go back to it. Ooh, you see how the uh, the clouds are moving behind the trees? Yeah, super cool. So, you know, the big star of the show with the venue is going to be that display. It's just, it's a beautiful display, and that's what you're paying for. You're getting OLED, um, the, the new GPU and CPU making it really snappy. It's really designed as like um, a daily driver watch and not so much something you want to wear to your next Iron Man. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> Uh, Ultra Trail Steven, jealous of the setup. <laughs> I don't know, man. Your your videos look great lately. I've, I I saw your uh, Polar video this morning on the, um, was it the M2 or the Ignite 2? Uh, yeah, your B-roll and stuff's looking good. Nice work. Uh, Toad Guy, how are you liking the M1 Mac? I think I'm going to get the Mac Mini M1. I love it, man. Uh, I went from a big honking Windows laptop with a big GPU and everything to edit my videos, and I upgraded to the app, the Apple MacBook mini or the, the MacBook pro M one. And I edit all of my videos on this tiny little 13 inch laptop. It's amazing. The battery life is crazy. I can sit at my kitchen table and edit 4k footage out of my crazy camera. It's, it's a fantastic machine. I can't recommend it more enough. And they actually launched a new, um, Mac, Mac pro or no, no iMac. They launched a new iMac yesterday. It looks awesome. My man, <laughs> thanks for joining, King Life Tale. Uh, Ultra Trail Steven also has an M1, M1 MacBook Pro and loves it. It handles DaVinci Resolve very well. Yeah, the new beta, or it's probably out of beta right now. Um, but yeah, it's looking it's looking good. Uh, but, but, but how do you separate the heart rate from the watch and your wristband? Oh, sorry. Making sure no one's texting me. Uh, Till 
Bauki, Bauki. We'll go with Bauki. How do you separate uh, the heart rate from the watch and the wristband and your stats that you compare in the accuracy? How do you separate heart rate from your watch and the wristband? I'm not sure I understand what you're saying, but if you're wondering how I compare stuff, uh, I use something called Quantified Self, and it's like a software that allows you to upload various fit files and stuff, and it'll overlay them nicely, and that's what I use to compare everything in my videos. Um, good luck on your 100-mile attempts. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Hello from Louisiana. Hello from Massachusetts. Thanks for joining. Hello from Egypt. Wow, that's cool. That's far away. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, how would you go about gradually increasing mileage and improving leg stamina? I mean, the the real answer there is just time on feet. I, I'm not a coach. I'm not a medical professional. But like in my own experience, time on feet is the most valuable thing when you're trying to increase your mileage. That could be walking. And, um, you know, when you're trying to increase volume, lower the intensity level. You don't want to go out on a three-mile run at a all-out 100% effort, totally trash your legs and be done for the rest of the week. Uh, if that's happening, you're never going to get your volume up or increasing mileage. I think it's more valuable to either walk or like lightly jog uh, the earlier, you know, earlier in your training and increase the volume there and then throw and then start to throw in your fast days or your, your um, intensity workouts. Uh, that's how I do it. But if I like, if I really want to stack miles in a week, I'll be at a super chill pace. I won't, I'll be in my like zone two um, heart rate. I won't really be pushing it too hard because I know the next day and even sometimes the same day, like lately I'll be, I'll do a run in the morning and then at, at night to stack mileage because I don't have time to like go out on a five hour run. Um, that's a great way of doing it as well. So hope that helps. <clears throat> Uh, what is your opinion about the new Venue 2 specs? Well, if you're interested in my opinion on that, you're lucky because I have a video that I posted this morning about the Venue 2. Uh, it's about 12 minutes long of me talking about it. So I would suggest you check that out. Overall, I'm pretty stoked on it. I do think it's going to be a big step for Garmin. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be the uh, floodgates to a lot of new exciting things that, that are going to come from them. Uh, we've got Salty Dog. Love the channel. Congrats on the new milestone. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got Ryan Clayton in the house. <laughs> Always uh, have to fix the TSS when I don't use my stride. Definitely should be the standard. Even if it was close, uh, I would be happy. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like, just get closer. You know, Garmin is the worst. They're like, uh, the stride will say 200 watts and Garmin will say like 500 watts. They're way up above everybody else. It goes stride, chorus, polar, Garmin in terms of like least to maximum amount of power when you're out there. Uh, chorus and stride are very close together. Polar is like usually 200 watts above that and then, or like 100 watts above that. And then Garmin's just like two or 300 watts way over. I just watched uh, a video running Windows on the, oh, you guys are still talking about the M1 Mac. I'll, I'll let you uh, continue your conversation. <laughs> Love the channel. Uh, congrats on the new milestone. I'm considering a Solomon advanced skin, but wonder if, if this time of year there might be any updates. What do you think? So I actually have the Solomon advanced skin uh, 12 set and the advanced skin 5 set. I love both, but I in my first review of the 12 set, which 
came out in 2019. You can go watch that video. I gave it a kind of a negative review because mine kind of fell apart. <laughs> like the toggles on the cables all broke. Uh, and I, I had to like cobble things together. And that wasn't great. So I kind of gave it a negative review, even though I still use it today. Now I have like zip ties holding things together. It's a great, it's a great vest. I just wish it wasn't $160 for the durability you get. But I have heard that they've addressed a lot of those issues and updates, even though they didn't change the model name or like the style or whatever. I've heard that they fixed a lot of that stuff. And if that's the case, I'd say check out the 12 set or the five set because they're awesome. They're like... They live up to the name Advanced Skin. You feel like you're putting on another layer of skin. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> Basically, it's like so thin and form-fitting. It doesn't feel like a backpack. There's no straps or anything to get in your way. It kind of like hugs your body. And when you fill up the pockets, everything just kind of stretches. So I really love it. Um, I haven't found a better alternative yet. I used to be a longtime Ultimate Direction person. And oops, I went Solomon and I haven't gone back. But, you know, the Ultimate Direction Halo, I think, that looks pretty cool. And they've got some other ones coming out that seem pretty cool, too. Um, yeah. Toe guy blowing through shoes, shoes as well. Yeah. A lot of running during the, uh, the COVID. See, Chad, run. What's your next video? I've got, so I've got two uploaded and edited. This is very unlike me. I've actually got... I've got a queue of videos coming, so I should be able to start to be a little bit more consistent. I typically like film, edit, publish as quick as possible, and I do it all in the same day or whatever. But now I'm trying to be a little bit more project out a little bit further because it's pretty stressful when you don't have anything else coming up because I like to be pretty consistent when I post. So I've got two videos. Uh, one coming tomorrow, I think, is going to be the Whoop Band. Where is it? There it is. Uh, the Whoop Band 3.0. Uh, I've been wearing this thing for, I want to say, three weeks, 24-7, except for this live stream right now. And uh, yeah, so I've got that video coming tomorrow. And then I've got a kind of a funny video coming probably Sunday morning about a new action camera. And I'll let you watch that one because I, uh, it's, I don't give this action camera a good review. And I'm kind of afraid what the manufacturer is going to say to me but yeah stay tuned for those two they're they're coming uh this channel and mediocre amateur are, are two i want to see blow up in the next with new subscribers i have to check that channel out i i honestly haven't heard of that so thanks for uh thanks for letting me know i'll i'll check that out um yeah if you guys have any other youtube channels you love to watch let me know in the chat or the comments of if you're playing this back because I love finding new, you know, exciting YouTube channels that are growing. Uh, it's always good to see everybody kind of being out there doing their thing, creating good stuff. Uh, love that plan. I'm running with an old buddy of mine. So our plan is to suffer through it together. <laughs> That's a good call. There's always a little bit of suffering, man. I don't think Stride is going to open up their exact algorithm for power. It'd be super easy for some knockoff company to remake their hardware. I agree. But again, I'm not asking for Stride to give away their secret sauce. What I'm saying is like Polar and Garmin and everybody who makes a power meter just needs to come up with like 
somebody on you know some put somebody on a treadmill and then gauge the power coming out of them and then make all the lines line up. And some will be better, more accurate than others, and some some won't be so accurate, but at least there'll be like a baseline. Does that make sense? I don't, maybe it doesn't. I just bought my first pair of Lone Peaks and love them. Awesome. Did you get the 5.0s? Pretty, pretty awesome. Okay, I have to wrap it up soon, but I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Um, here we go. Mike Benson, I'm new to the watch market. I've never found, I've never owned a watch with sapphire glass. Uh, is it worth it? I hate scratches. If you hate scratches, buy a sapphire watch. That's the answer. Uh, because like the, I've got the Phoenix 6 S Sapphire here. Uh, I've had the Phoenix 3 HR, Phoenix 5 Sapphire, Phoenix 6 Sapphire, Phoenix 6 S Sapphire, Phoenix 6 X Sapphire. Um, the chorus watches are Sapphire, the Apex and the Apex Pro, the Vertex I've tried. So I've had all these watches that are, that are Sapphire. Guess how many I've scratched? Zero. I've never scratched a Sapphire watch. There's been like little, you know, maybe a tiny, tiny microscopic little thing, but never a major scratch. And almost every Gorilla Glass watch I've had from Garmin or any other manufacturer, I've managed to scratch. So if you're going to buy a, a Gorilla Glass watch, I would say get a, a screen protector for it, which those things kind of annoy me, but they do the job and they're better than Sapphire because they're disposable. If you scratch it, you just get rid of it. Um, that's a good option, but Sapphire is just great peace of mind. That said, there's a little bit less visibility. It's harder to see in direct sunlight because of the reflection of the sapphire. Some are better than, than others, like the Chorus Vertex has a, um, a domed sapphire glass, which there's no reflections, so you can see very, very clearly to the watch face. But yeah, it's just something to consider. Okay. You guys are having some great conversation in the chat today. Good to see that. Uh, I'd get the smaller size Phoenix S if they improve the battery life. Yeah, the Phoenix 6S, um, you know, it's not bad in terms of battery life. I get by you know, a little over a week. I run every day and I can get over a week um, with my watch. But, you know, for like a 100-mile ultra, I probably wouldn't wear the Phoenix 6 because I'm not that fast. I don't think I'd finish in... Um, you know, under 20, 25 hours, whatever the claim battery life is. Although if you turn off Bluetooth and you do a couple other tweaks, you can get 30 hours maybe out of it. But yeah, it's not, it's not a Phoenix 6X. And that's what you get with the, the form factor. It's pretty good for the size of the watch. Uh, any idea if the solar feature on the watches diminish the battery quality over time, considering the battery is nearly always being charged? I don't think so because of the amount of amperage and voltage or whatever is being uh, pumped to the battery. It's such a small amount. It's kind of like if you trickle charge your car battery, you don't damage it. That's actually healthy for the car battery, I think. It's a it's a very low input of, of battery charging. Um, and yeah, even like in the Phoenix 6 solar models, that solar efficiency is just so low. It's it's a little bit gimmicky to me because it's really not providing a huge boost in battery, but on the instinct solar, you do gain a substantial amount of battery life having the solar model. If you're in the sun enough, that's where that's the catch. Because if you're a trail runner, unless you're in Arizona, I'm not here. We're, we're always in the trees when we're running on trails. So there's not a huge benefit to a solar watch. Uh, I'm trying to decide between, oops, what did I do? That's the wrong one. <laughs> 
Nice one. Uh, I'm trying to decide between the Garmin Phoenix 5 Plus uh, Sapphire on a really good deal here in the UK or the Phoenix 6S Pro non-Sapphire, also a good deal. The only warning I'll give you about the 5 Plus, 5S Plus, is that the battery numbers they published, I forget what it is, 16 hours GPS and maybe seven days standby. They're very, they're very generous. Um, they're not, it, it was, when I had the, the plus, the five plus, I felt like I was charging a lot. And that was kind of what led me to get rid of it. I ran a 50 mile race with it and I couldn't make, make it through a 50 miler uh, with it. So just use caution there. If you don't need a ton of battery life, it's still a great option to get maps, get music, get all the new newer things for pretty good value. Uh, but the 6S does have some advantages, newer interface, widget glances, uh, mapping themes, power modes, and I'll say better, significantly better battery life. So hope that helps. Okay. What is it? 405. I'm going to give us like a couple more minutes and I got to go get my kid from daycare. So <laughs> hello from Belgium. Nice videos. Uh, bought a Phoenix 6S Pro. Awesome. I hope you enjoy it. I watch your venue two video at 4 a.m. Let there be no doubt how much I love you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. On another note, have you tried pairing a stride with the venue two? Uh, kind of wondering if you can have stride to do pace and distance. I think it'll work as a foot pod. I don't think you'll get running power on the venue two, but I should try that. Good idea. Oh, see Chad run. He loves his channel. Yeah, so go, ch go check out his channel if you're watching this. <laughs> He's got 650 subscribers. So let's get him to 700. We've got, we've got a little over 50 people watching the stream right now. Uh, go, go over to Chad's channel and give him, a, give him a subscription and a thumbs up. Lots of stride conversation going on. Okay, I'm going to scroll way down. Wow, you guys are way ahead of me. I'm babbling too much. Garmin Venue 2 or Apple Watch Series 6. Ooh, yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. There's a lot There's a lot going for both of them. Uh, you know what? That's going to be a great topic for a video. I'm going to note that right after the stream and write that down. I'm going to make a video just for you, Vabhav uh, Rawat. I hope I said that right. Um, yeah, I'm going to make a video about that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap it up for tonight, everybody. I want to thank you uh, for joining the live stream and for all of your comments and your thumbs ups and your questions. It's been a really fun conversation. I also want to uh, remind you that I have a video coming out tomorrow. I have a video coming out on Sunday this week, and I've got a couple coming out next week. So I've been busy. I've got them all queued up, and I'm excited about them. Also, one more thing. if Even though I'm sold out of the hats, I do still have stickers in stock. They're a couple of bucks to help support the channel, and I'll get them shipped out as soon as possible. And they're holographic. How cool is that? All right, folks. I want to thank you for joining the stream tonight and or today <laughs> and i will see you next time <laughs>